Serb Alperin, the Tijuana Brass. I'm Carson Sestouli. This is Fangraphs Audio. My guest on this Tuesday edition of Fangraphs Audio, as he is on most Tuesdays, is a contributor to Notgraphs, to CBS Sports Eye on Baseball, and a miserable, miserable father. That is, of course, Dane Perry. We begin this episode of the podcast with a tactical error on my part, for reasons unbeknownst even to me. I invite Dane to participate in what I call a reading, a reading of the Ryan Braun press conference after the announcement that his 50-day suspension would not be upheld, a reading of the press conference as though it were a text. This is something I'm led to believe exists in the discipline called cultural studies, and it should be said it is something that both Dane and I execute horribly, really poorly. From there, we go on to discuss announcers. Of course, this week our crowdsourced results of the Fangraphs broadcaster rankings have been going up at the site. Dane, a Cardinals fan, discusses his opinions on Al Hrabowski, Dan McLaughlin, and other Cardinal announcers. And finally, we learn Dane's one true and abiding academic interest, namely gang life, something about which Dane is curiously knowledgeable. It's Fangraphs Audio, it's Dane Perry, and it begins right now. How did you get my Hollywood telephone number? <laughs> That's true. You're uh, you're big now. I live in Hollywood. How did you get my Hollywood telephone number? This is amazing. Um, you know, Dane. Yeah, I got, I got, I got five minutes. Go. What do you got? We, uh, the the listener, the yeah, the, the yeah. closely listening, the listener wrapped in attention, should know that yes. we're recording yep. this uh, in the AM. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's morning. It's true. morning in Hollywood. It's morning in it's morning in America. I think we could mostly it, yeah, say. Yeah, it always is. Yeah, yeah. Mm, um, because I have uh, I have an engagement um, this evening that would preclude oh, me. Oh, do from, you? Yeah, that would preclude me from from uh, participating in the podcast this evening. So this this edition of the podcast uh, will be slightly less boozy. I predict. Yeah, that's true. At least from my well, end, I don't know about from yours. Yeah, well, I'm having a morning drink, maybe. Bloody Mary. Uh, do you, at 10 a.m., do you have a child around the house? I do not. He is, uh, he is at preschool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you yeah. go. It's called Hollywood Preschool. Hollywood Preschool. Yeah. Has, has he been, um, has he been going to preschool? Because I remember talking, uh, uh, with you and your, um, <laughs> your better half. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah, she's better than I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think maybe last summer, uh, last summer, and there was some question. There was some anxiety. There was some perhaps um, mild hand wringing concerning uh, f- preschool placement. And apparently, it's quite yes. competitive uh, in the Chicago Chicago uh, metro area. Yes, which is uh, which is quite stupid because it's preschool. You have them draw and run around and read a story to them. It's not you know, you know you're not gonna impact college admissions or anything like that you know it's preschool yeah so uh yeah we were able to uh put him in a uh nice park district preschool what is park district does this mean uh chicago park district oh right uh now are these is this the same which means it's almost free which is what i care about is this the same organization that also um uh, coordinates the the t-ball league in which he was playing uh yes wow correct. You, you really use yeah. the parks organization the parks yes, department it's cheap 
Yeah. Yeah. It's cheap. There yeah. you go. So he hangs out with some hoodlums from a yeah. lo- lower yeah, socioeconomic you know, the, he's, group. And he's, a, uh, he's a child of the city. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, you've mentioned that before. There was a question of yeah. uh, gang affiliation at one point. Yeah, we're looking into... We're, uh, I mean, you talk about handering over the uh, preschool process when we start determining gang affiliation. That's when you really, you know, you really got to put some thought into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, who so. do you want to... When you die, wh- whose colors do you want to be wearing? Yeah, who do you want to pull one out for you, you know? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might not understand that up there in the wilds of Wisconsin, but here in the city, you got to fight to survive. Oh, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, right now, I, I mean, you sense the calm in my voice? Right now, I'm fighting. I I okay. hope, I can only hope that you are sans shirt. And Well, if I'm fighting, there's no shirt. I can guarantee you that. And that you're wearing... And that you're wearing some, some sort of denim loin, loincloth. Oh, <laughs> just a loincloth. Yeah, just a loincloth. Oh, there you go. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Freedom of movement. Yeah, I've summoned you here today, Dane, because we always do this. There's really no other reason. It's just, it's momentum. It's the the <laughs> just the wild inertia of yeah. of our yeah. lives uh, brings us yeah. here once again. Yes. Um, yes. I had I asked at some point I'm not I'm not going to start this now but I'm I'm curious as to what degree I I mentioned that we might look at um, the Ryan Braun press conference the one um, in, yes. that he held last week as a text yes yes no idea what I mean by that really <laughs> I do know that I found myself corresponding for like ten seconds uh, with a fangar suitor though who is part of a um, like a cultural studies program at Northwestern. Oh boy! What yeah. A um, yeah. No, no. Uh, uh, she's quite nice, actually. And, oh, okay. All right. And, well, I take that back then. Yeah. Um, but um, you mentioned Derrida. No, but Derrida—that's that is, um, that is a, a word that is frequently spoken in in these walls. Uh, in these He's walls. the French elephant in the room. You might say. <laughs> Oh man, those French elephants! Um, well, I tell you what. Yeah. Not. Yeah. So uh, I I rewatched it. Yeah. You watched it. And, uh, I watched it. And yeah. So I. Is that a um? Is it a terrible idea? Do you think it had some substance? Because I thought that the Braun press conference was interesting. Um. I mean, it was interesting. First of all, it got a lot of attention among the sort of uh, baseball-oriented. Uh, Tweeters uh, that I follow, uh-huh. as one would expect, and yeah. it it struck me as notable because at once it, there are definitely points where it feels like a college freshman um, you know, who's been tasked with giving a ten to fifteen minute presentation on um, you know civil liberties and uh, and the justice system. Um, and uh, you know the concept of personal freedoms and uh, the importance of yeah. unions in the 21st century, but simultaneously, um, Ryan Braun also makes some statements that are like, like, f- like lifted directly from from the works of Marcus Aurelius in terms of like, um, you know, living through uh, through struggles. Uh, it, I, it's just it was such a, a weird contrast in, um, I guess, both you know. Both in de- delivery, because he also at the same time, it's like he's very comfortable speaking, even if he's not necessarily a great speaker, which I think is an interesting. 
Yeah, I, I was impressed by uh, how rarely he looked at his notes. Yeah. Right, that's the other thing. I, um, yeah. Which I think, like, um, um, give it a certain sort of extemporaneous quality that, that made it more touching for that reason. I did, however, get the impression that he had written on his notes when to make hand gestures. Oh, is that right? Those looked, those looked a little stilted to me. But otherwise, I thought he did a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah so, but, like, one thing... Um, like he says things like, and, and this is what I mean by sort of like the the Stoic philosophy in action. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, he says uh, he said this he said this literally. Uh, he's no, he's 27 years old. He said, "I learned a long time ago to stop questioning life." <laughs> yeah, that that's that that was the bizarre part to me. That, yeah. that was, a, but but that is yeah. also a tenet. It's like it's not one's um, it, it's sort of not <laughs> one's province. To um, to to worry about um, to concern himself with those things which are out of his uh, his own grasp, right? I mean that's like central. Right. To, yeah. You, yeah. You just deal with things. You you don't uh, sort of wring your hands about why they happened. Um, yeah. Yeah. He was. Uh, I mean, I think he was referring to there was a mild earthquake in his childhood that knocked over some Legos, and at that point he realized, you know, gonna, some things are beyond your control in this world. I'm not going to question know? life now after this. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible earthquake. One does what one must, you know. Yeah. He also said. Yeah. Um, um, he he also said, uh, "I view every challenge as an opportunity," which I think is like a, a very mature thought and uh, probably a very healthy thought. Yeah, that's. I mean, I would never think something like that. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, you. Um, yeah. You will shake your fists. Uh, at any yeah. at any sort of thing. Every that, every challenge is a, is a tidy rationale to just shut things down. Right, yeah. right, and blame, play the blame game. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yes, yes, yes. Begin <laughs> blaming. Yeah. <laughs> but how else would one respond to a challenge? You know. Right. What if you, it, um, step up your efforts. What the hell is that? What does what? Yeah. Um, and and um, he also um, made. Um, Frequent uh, made liberal use of hyperbole. I don't know if you noticed that. Um, he said, for example, um, um, everything I have ever worked for <laughs> in my entire life has been called into question. Which, but so it's like this is the thing, though, is that it never got um, even those statements. And I should I should make it clear. Uh, I think Ryan Braun is a fantastic baseball player. Which yeah. you, that's enough for me. I think he's really good at baseball, yeah. and he—I mean—he's better at the thing that he does than I am at the thing that I do. And so, well, yeah, okay. yeah, right. Well, <laughs> right. So, um, but as a as a critic, it, it's uh, it's uh, my right um, to uh, nitpick uh, the qualities of people who are, are are more important and more talented than me. That's that's the province of the cri- the critic. That's how it works. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed the part where he said something like, I'm here today for everyone who's ever been falsely accused. Right. Um, something and, to that effect. Well, he, And then he uh, launched into that long discussion of Sacco and Vanzetti. <laughs> I thought that was... Uh, it was a, he a, a, and he had a lineup of falsely accused Texas death row inmates behind him. <laughs> yeah, he did. I, I thought yeah. it was poignant. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there was. I I should say this. um, uh, Lost in the mockery here. Uh, 
might be the fact that I'm on Ryan Braun's side in this, mostly because I, uh, the breach of confidentiality is uh, the worst thing to happen, as far as I'm concerned in all this. And uh, I'm glad the test got overturned because I think uh, MLB needs a little uh, needs a little testicle check when it comes to these kind of things. They need to uh, uh, take care of their uh, take care of their own house as far as this kind of stuff is concerned. Because I, I, you know, I think the leak came from within MLB, and I'm prepared to go wide with that. Uh, so yeah, that's what I think. Oh yeah, and I and I uh, I submit that fully. Uh, I uh, you know I, I agree fully. Uh, yeah. And it was uh, was happy to see the the Braun, um, the Braun ruling overturned, both for because I have an irrational. You understand uh, my participation in, in politics, uh, you know, municipal, state, or national uh, mm-hmm. varieties is limited, and um, yet at the same time, I am a Robin Hood style liberal in which I will, by which I mean I will, I'm a great archer is what I really yeah. mean. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm a great archer, and I live in a tree. So those are the you two. Have sex with maidens. Yeah, uh, but mostly, um, no, just yeah, wildly and irrationally liberal. Well, yeah, uh, and yet love rich people at the same time for their breeding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the New Englander's dilemma. Yeah, the reason and re- reason does not enter enter into uh, anything, uh, and I, I freely admit of that. However. Um, um, it's impossible not, as a, certainly as a resident of Madison, Wisconsin, it's impossible not to love the union spirit. Um, yes. And uh, and that was certainly on display too in Ryan Braun's um, championing. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's a it's a strange thing. It's a strange thing generally when players are asked to talk because you don't know what's going to yeah. happen right after that. Kind of, kind of apropos of this, you've mentioned to me on a number of occasions that you utterly despise people of faith. Correct. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, is this something we're not going to cop to because it's the radio, the American Hollywood radio? We're not going to cop to it now. So I don't oh, know if that's. Right. I don't know if we actually read the Ryan Braun press conference as a text, um, but that was the attempt. I really want to. There's a version, Dean, of cultural studies that exists, probably not in the real world. But it exists in my yep. mind where, uh-huh. for example, I would be allowed to study at a higher institution, right, uh, receive full funding, but basically just kind of do the things I do now. You know, does that make sense? Would you have elbow patches? I mean, I, I'm i not opposed to them, certainly, and uh, I, I have elbow patches on at least two garments. Yeah, yeah already. Well, that's the least surprising thing I've heard all day. Yeah. Uh, I just want that to exist, but um, yeah. you know, there was a time when I was looking at uh, PhD programs for cultural studies, and they want you to do a lot of other things um, before you get to the part where you just write about baseball. Do you, Do you really have the chest and the metal to enter the uh, the trenches like that? Which trenches are those? The PhD cultural studies programs. Did you say that, ch- is, that is where that is where industry is made. <laughs> that is that is that is sort of the blast furnace of American ingenuity, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Yeah. Right. If um, I, mean, I I I couldn't do it. Yeah. yeah. No, I get it. No, that's like uh, you know you, uh, you yeah. read sometimes about those uh, sort of uh, Eastern European, um, um, Eastern European immigrants in in, Pen- in Pennsylvania, 
you know, at the height of the of the mining, yeah, right, the yeah. mining era. That same that same thing is right now happening in uh, cu- cultural studies graduate programs all over the country. That, that is that is where like blighted people uh-huh. make shit out of molten elements. <laughs> Make things that make this country go. That's right. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. You're sitting there. You're you're yeah. you're uh, uh, you're sitting in the ivory tower of home ownership. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah, looking down upon the ground, the the, the grad students. Yeah. yeah, I get it. I mean, I appreciate the products that they make because I buy them and use them. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to make them. Would you? Um, would. You, could you, if you were to craft a graduate course of study for yourself, uh-huh. what do you think it would involve? Seriously, uh, all, uh, consider all texts available to you. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And answer the question now, without without pause. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Gene Hackman, I like him. Just the films of, or just Gene Hackman comes into class and you guys go out for lunch together? No, no, he doesn't even need to be involved. Just sort of like his life and works and meaning. You know what I mean? He'd be present there somehow at some no, level. No, I, 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 you know, that would almost be too real worldy. You know, it's just we're talking about the academy here. You know, right? He himself, as an entity, doesn't need to have anything to do with it. No, right? You know, it's just his essence, I guess, as as, as I could grasp it from afar. Yeah. Right, and perhaps part of your, part of your, um, your course of study would be trying to understand that that essence yes you know. no in all seriousness uh i've joked about it in passing but i do have a uh, uh an abiding fascination with street gangs um even though i'm not in one i hope to be one day but uh that would probably be something around that yeah. I, street could, gangs. I could really dig my teeth into that yeah you could get it. Yeah, so, so w- would you enter that? Would it be what is that? A sociological situation? Economic? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, sociological, you know, ethnographic, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I'm prepared to mm-hmm. use a um, to use a little knowledge uh, right now to make a larger point uh, that would probably be inaccurate. But I know that at some point, uh, um, a, a uh, it was a graduate student who was helping. The author of uh, Freakonomics, whose name is escaping me right now, Stephen. Stephen J. Levitt. Stephen J. Levitt, right. Um, mm-hmm. One of his graduate students, I believe, spent uh, quite a bit of time uh, living in uh, the projects of Chicago uh, to, yes. un- to understand the, the economics of. of uh... Would you like me to take over from here? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, Sudir is his first name. I can't remember his last name. Uh, I wrote the book Gang Leader for a Day about his experiences with the. Uh, of the Black Pea Stones, who operated out of the Robert Taylor Homes, now now raised to the ground, and uh, pretty fascinating book. Yeah. What What do you think is fascinating to you about gang culture? Uh, just that you have, uh, for instance, on the South Side, it's uh, largely constructed around the drug trade. But on the North Side, it's more of a uh, a Latin gang presence, and there's not as much drug trade, and it's largely constructed around, like, just repping and sort of just tribalist stuff. There's not really money involved, you know what I mean? It's all, like, uh, territory for territory's sake. And I find, uh, you know, that dynamic interesting. I find that the circumstances that lead, uh, you know, 
young people to decide to join gangs, interesting, that sort of thing. Yeah. And, you know, while, uh, while condemning it as a lifestyle, I uh, find it interesting. What about um, um, Wrigleyville? Uh, the douche lords own, own Wrigleyville, <laughs> and they're not to be crossed. No, they're not. You know. They're, they're you see, well, well, you know, as your wife knows, you see flip-flops in the streets when they, uh, bang when, uh, when tensions bubble to the surface. That's right. You don't want, you don't want that to happen. You do not. No, no. Dan, uh, let me ask you about another thing. Okay. Um, that might be uh, of some interest to you, which is, um, and not related at all, I should say. Uh, but uh, just today, um, well, yesterday I started um, to, to post the broadcaster rankings at Fangraphs. So this is uh, oh, yes. okay. over the off season. Um, there's a lot uh, facilitating uh, ballot ballots for our readers um, to uh, rate. Uh, announcers on a scale of one to five, uh, one through five for charisma, uh, sort of you know personal likability, uh, analysis, you know whether it be of the sabermetric or scouting variety, and then an yep. overall grade, which needn't be a, an average of the two, but you know, um, and uh, um, Hawk Harrelson, whose name has been um, invoked on this podcast before, in fact, just last week, uh, finished 31st out of 30 teams. <laughs> Which actually is possible because the Dodgers have two. Um, okay. So, uh, but it does have a certain uh, poetic quality to it, I think. That um, does. Yeah. One that was not lost on a number of commenters, and uh, uh, perhaps you'll be surprised. Perhaps you won't to learn that of the 31 broadcast teams, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals broadcast team of Dan McLaughlin, Al Herbosky, and Rick Horton was ranked 29th. And uh-huh. that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. yeah. Um, one, probably the most amusing comment was uh, this: Al Herbosky is the reason I am an alcoholic. <laughs> Something might like that. Um, I thought um, it seemed from looking at him, and I'm curious because I mentioned it because you're a Cardinals fan. Um, the general sense, and I'm interested to hear your opinion on it, the general sense is that McLaughlin uh, is passable as a play-by-play guy. Uh, uh-huh. But Herbosky and Horton are, are may, probably more difficult uh, to enjoy for the sort of person who reads Fangraphs. I uh, yeah, you know I, I don't mind Horton. Uh, Herbosky's act was pretty thin with me. What, what is that? Be, what is that act precisely? Do you think? He's kind of just a uh, garden variety grumpy ex ball player. You know what I mean? I mean he says some interesting things from time to time, but uh, yeah, he. Uh, yeah, he just says he's just he's sort of a central casting stock color man, you know. And there's just I, I'm not sure he his value over replacement level is not particularly high. I would say it's you can you can throw a rock and hit uh, hit color analysts who can replace Herbosky uh, without you know without hesitation. What do you th- uh, what do you think is now? I'll tell you one thing that I found interesting was that um, in looking at the the data that came in, there is yeah. an almost perfect correlation. Um, between the the charisma ratings and the analysis ratings. So if the charisma okay. ratings were high, the analysis ratings that. were also high. Or, I mean, you could think of it as the analysis rating is high, so th- therefore the charisma rating is high. But I'll, I'll tell you this, is that of all um, of all players or of all broadcasters, Vin Scully had the highest analysis grade. And I don't think I, – I mean, I think Vince Scully is great. He's clearly beloved. Yeah, that doesn't seem – yeah, yeah. But but I also think it's just – it reveals the fact that people like 
want to like him and want to be they want to give him things they want to right. celebrate him and even if it means you know perhaps giving a slightly irrational grade analysis it's and i think it reveals the thing that we want from our commentators which is it's there's a certain you want to have an opportunity to build that relationship you want the question of you want some affability and i suppose like you want to feel like they like themselves in the world too i i mean i don't know precisely if that's the case but uh, it, it seems like it would explain, you know, just look, having taken a look at the results, it does seem to be like a certain level of curiosity and likability that people are looking for. Yeah, I would guess that's accurate. Yeah. Where, where did uh, my, uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't listened to every team's broadcast team at length, but uh, based on my exposure, I think Casper and Brindley are probably my favorites. Oh yeah, uh, sure, and I can't, uh, I can't reveal uh, precisely where they are because that will not. Oh. Be- Intrigue. Yeah, that won't be available till. Uh, uh, yeah. But I can say that they will be. Uh, I'm doing ten a day, and they will be on okay. the, the last day. So. Okay. I finished okay. top ten, but yeah, certainly Casper is noted for. Um, um, he is, uh, I think, careful. He's, I, from what I understand, he's pretty careful. I know he used a lot of he used a lot of uh, sabermetric sort of analysis. Um, well, yeah, it's that, and I also just find them pleasant to listen to without being like. Uh, Oh, I don't know. I mean, they they spice you know criticism in there, but they're just they're kind of like you know, just what I want to hear on a summer afternoon or whatever. You know what right, I mean? Right. So yeah. Yeah, there are ways to do it. It does seem like there are bad ways to do it. I mean, it's a hard. I and I, I wrote this in the introduction. I think it's very it's a hard job. You I mean, it requires that you keep talking, you know, probably you know for 160 games a year uh, for three hours at a time. That's a lot of talking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it you know. There are going to be some weak moments in that. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. Right. Like Rob Dibble. Yeah. Uh, Rob Dibble's name because the uh, people. It seems like people are adjusting from the Rob Dibble era of uh, yeah. Washington Nationals broadcasting to the present one. Uh, actually, FP Santangelo has replaced Dibble. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Well, I knew Dibble was no more. I wasn't aware. Right. Of right. And the general sense seems to be that Santangelo uh, has upside at some level. He has upside. I like to say that Dibble treated the broadcast booth like a rubber around his cock. Oh. Glad that you came up with that so quickly. What do you think about that? Is that fitting? Is that accurate? No, I don't even know what that means. But <laughs> I, I don't either, but does it sound sort of accurate? It, yeah, I, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I don't know. It, it does seem as though uh, yeah, what people want it's just uh here's a question. Yeah. Now that Dibble is no longer with us, who has stepped into that role to 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 treat the broadcast booth like a rubber around his cock? Mm. No? I don't I mean I don't listen to enough of them. I I think yeah. I don't know if there's anyone who's quite as sort of as much like a a bull in the proverbial china shop as Dibble. Yeah. Uh, um, I know that there did seem to be a, a great deal of um, there's a little bit of dissent regarding um, among the readers regarding their opinions of Mark Grace, who is in the who's the color man for the Arizona Diamondbacks. He's a little too fratty for me. He has a, He's a little too uh, something. Yeah. The curious thing about him is that he 
um, and bless his heart for this because I would love to possess this too. He just assumes that everything he says is gold, you know? Right. Or, or yeah. he's like, you guys are going to love this. I'm saying it right now. Yeah. And I wonder yeah. if it's a product of being like one of the best baseball players. You know, I mean, when he played, he was very good. And yeah. he kind of was never bad, and he was also sort of beloved. Uh, yeah. Because right. he yeah. Oh, yeah, very beloved. Uh, he it was did. also, and I'm so excited to have an opportunity to use this, he was also a Hill fellow well-met throughout his career. And uh, I think that comes out in his broadcast techniques. Hail fellow, well met. Yes, yes. He's, he was a hail fellow, well met. Well met, yes. Well met. What do you think about that? Huh? Think you that? used it? Think you used it on the podcast? How's that, huh? How about That's, it? It's great. Love it. Boom. This is mean like he's he's a hang loose guy. You're talking to he's a hang loose. Sort of a. Uh, uh, Worker room type of guy, you know. Right. A charmer. Right. Would you say he had sort of yeah. a, a contagious insouciance? A, sure, uh, that would work too. Could you do that? Yeah. Maybe Makes some love con- the listener. Some contagious other things too. Who knows? We don't know. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You yeah. Do. Oh. Yeah. You told you told me privately that you know for a fact that he's riddled with venereal disease. <laughs> Stop. Um. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I'm gonna have to spend some time just in, in pure meditation to deal to to come up with a strategy for dealing with that technique you have. Uh, I don't necessarily know what it is, but um, maybe you should stop saying inflammatory things privately to me. Okay, um, I should, we should probably stop saying things of all natures um, pretty quickly. But the, the, what I wanted to bring up with you, I thought you you might um, this might please you, is uh, because you know how uh, you like to laugh at personal weakness. Yes, yeah, I yeah, did, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. in particular, I think that um, I mean not not to say of, of everyone, but um, um, I would assume that uh, my personal weaknesses and mistakes you take particular joy in. Well, yeah, yeah. So uh, for yesterday's edition of the podcast, um, for for whatever reason, I st- I did not hit stop um, at the. Oh, that is outstanding. Uh, with uh, Dave Cameron, I didn't hit the stop button, so I so I kept recording until the very end of our conversation. You know, there's usually the part where I say, "Thank you for joining us," um, and then we'll conduct business of some sort. Um, and then, for whatever reason, also I did not check this in the editing process. Uh, you know, I was hurried or whatever, and just assumed that I'd done it. So I ended up. What an asshole! I ended up recording um, eight minutes. Of oh, that's the great behind the scenes Fangraphs discussion, um, <laughs> which luckily contained no sensitive information, except did contain a, actually a rather funny story by Cameron himself. Over uh-huh. um, he took, I guess he was with David uh, Appleman, um, Dark Overlord of Fangraphs in um, just outside DC, and yeah. uh, David Appleman's wife was um, arranged a surprise party. For Appleman, and uh, it fell to Cameron to take. Um, he had to get Appleman out of the house for like five hours or something. Good lord! And so they went to like the Air and Space Museum, and like after an, uh, after just two hours, or maybe it was like four hours. After just two or after like an hour, Appleman was done. And right. so Cameron was like, uh, and uh, so he told an amusing story about all the uh, links uh, he went to. 
uh, in order to keep Appleman from returning to his own house. <laughs> Take him and get a massage. No, but at one point, because um, he he created this thing, is uh, this pretense. He's like, oh, I have to get my wife a gift, and eventually, <laughs> somehow, they ended up at a Trader Joe's for this purpose. <laughs> and then when he realized that he could no longer stall, um, <laughs> Appleman by pretending he he didn't he couldn't find a gift, he just went and hid in the bathroom. <laughs> he was literally in the bathroom for ten minutes, just <laughs> sitting there, just yep. Uh, I'm in a bathroom. And apparently, that's not bad. That's, and apparently, that's not bad at all. yeah, Appleman was in a uh, such a, a place mentally because the reason he wanted to leave originally is because he was tired. So he yeah. got to this place where he actually started to question whether Dave Kierman had brought him there in the first place. <laughs> he started to have like like a like a, a crisis of identity. He's like, how did I? He literally said to himself, how did I get here? So, wow. Yeah. Now, so um, did, did he learn something about himself in the process? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, in the end, it turned out um, he was happy. But yeah, it was sort of like uh, are, weren't there certain uh, Native American tribes where you go out, like a vision quest type of situation? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It would. Uh, it became a vision quest of sorts. Um, okay. Uh, impromptu, totally unplanned. But now he. It would have been great if it was a surprise party for Dave Cameron the whole time. Oh, yeah, that would have been interesting. But the, Dave um, Dave seemed like he was pretty good at um, like, um, his commitment to keeping Appleman away from home. It was to be applauded by all. But the point is that uh, I realized after three or four hours, um, yeah. s- someone made a comment on the um, <laughs> the blog and said, I really like the end part. And I was like, what happened at the end? It wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't much different than the beginning. It was just Dave Cameron. I was like, "Oh." What was your What was your moment of panic like? <laughs> oh, it was miserable. My wife contests the fact that um, <laughs> I was like, "What did we possibly like? What did we say?" For, for example, if you, if it, if I had, uh, if I did that same thing with you and I, we would both be we would both be unemployable. Right. Yeah. yeah that and, would. And probably nobody would have, have to go would, to prison. Yeah. And yeah. Even worse than uh, child molesters, I'll tell you who doesn't fare well in prison yeah. is uh, baseball bloggers. Well, yeah, they get yeah. It taken out of them. Yeah, that, that's yeah. You gotta you gotta go punch the toughest guy first thing and join an Aryan Nation gang, or you're not gonna. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. And as okay. an Italian, it's hard for me to get into the Aryan Nation. I have to prove. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, gotta, I gotta do a lot of paperwork. I tell you. Yeah. Prove my family. And all the other here. Italians are like in minimum security prisons, you know, because they're racketarian stuff, so you'd really be out of luck. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. why I do. That's why I hope yeah. I get arrested well, first hope, for uh, racketeering. You've learned a valuable lesson from all of this. I have. Well, anyway, I edit it. Uh, so if anyone um, if anyone has a copy of that, it is now the sort of uh, Fangraphs equivalent of that uh, Billy Ripken uh, face card. <laughs> yeah. It's... <laughs> Not a bad comparison. No, right. So it was an accidental release, uh, but is now edited. And, and uh, so, if you own that audio, that I assume that it will be that's already valuable. I assume. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. All right. Anyway, so now that we're off the air, seriously, with the Al Qaeda emails. <laughs> all right, Dane. I'm going to make you leave the podcast. Uh, okay. But um, it's been, you know, as always, Dane. It's been a it's been a real pleasure to have you on. I always enjoy your insight. Uh, your um, preparation is uh, yeah, second always. to none. 
Um, sexual awakening. Yes, it's uh, that also. You've taught me a lot yeah. of things, and I will. Um, well, uh, um, is it just AdamandEve.com? You said that's what you like to go to. Yeah, that's yeah, All that's right. the yeah, that's my go-to site. And there's yeah. a, you said there's a special uh, bulk discount, something like that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean they have a mileage program, so you can use that. Okay. Yeah. I'll utilize that. Yeah, I will. And thanks. And you, you, you emailed me that promo code, right? Yeah, I, I every day I do. Yeah. 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 All right, that's good. You can do PayPal as well. Good. I'll use it. Uh, yeah, I'll use that. All right. Appleman's all over that. Dane, um, it's been great to have you on once again, and uh, and thanks for joining us. Much love, baby girl. <laughs> that has been Dane Perry. Uh, I'm Carson Destouli, and this has been Fangraphs Audio. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not.